Through the Mystical Motherhood platform, what I hope to teach is that the alchemical process is one of the highest spiritual transformational tools on the planet, and it's very rarely embodied, and it's very rarely understood or honored, and it's always happening around us yet we have lost this knowledge on earth. And so part of the creation process of creating new types of families is understanding ancient technologies that accelerate our consciousness. And I talk about kundalini yoga in this platform, but I also talk about alchemy, the elements and how to consciously manifest a new type of life. And all of these technologies can be used to do so. Today, I am speaking with Celestine Starr. Celestine has taught me everything I know about alchemy and has changed my consciousness in so many ways. And so I interviewed her and we discussed the process of the alchemical transformation from ancient Egypt. We discussed the elements and how they affect your internal and external worlds. We also went into conscious conception and how the elements will affect the type of child you'll bring down, and then also how to consciously manifest something that you're trying to create and how all of this can be combined. She teaches a a little bit about breaking contracts with your families. So basically, if you're having generational patterns that are repeating, the importance is why are you creating that? And how can you break this pattern so that it doesn't have to be a part of your life anymore if you're ready to transform and change. Her sessions are powerful, potent, and they last the rest of your life. So bringing her here to discuss her method with you is such an honor. Her knowledge is astounding. She has studied, um, ascension and consciousness her whole entire life, probably since she was born into the specific family she chose to be birthed into. So I honor Celestine Starr for speaking to you about this. If you want to learn more, go to www.goldenlifewisdom or my website at www.mysticalmotherhood.com. I have Celestine Starr with us today, and I'd love for her to introduce herself. This is my teacher for many years. She changed my entire life, and she's taught me everything I know about alchemy, everything I know about the elements, and I honored her in my book, and I always honor her on the podcast, and I wanted her to be a guest to teach you all how to really understand true alchemy on the planet. There's very few teachers available on this planet now that have truly embodied um, the alchemical transformation or understand it. And she's helping to pass that lineage on to me and teaching me everything that she knows. And I so appreciate that with her. And I want her to teach us everything that she knows. And so she's going to do an introduction of her life work. And then we're going to talk about the transformational process and take you step by step through it. But then also, how do you manage the elements in your life? And as you're going through the awakening process, you know, step by step. So go ahead, Celestine, give us an introduction. My world began uh, as a child. I was born into a metaphysical family. So my mother, who was um, quite into the hidden worlds and the understandings of life. Um, Her Egyptian background, Nubian Egyptian, uh, opened the way to understand the hermetic principles of alchemy. And alchemy is uh, an uh, Arab name for the land of Kemet, the teachings, the secret teachings. So Kemet is the ancient name for Egypt, which is our homeland. Uh, al, alchemical, alchemy is these sacred teachings, so alchemy. And the basis of these teachings is the seven principles. There are seven principles. And uh, so I received this as a young girl, and all the way up to the age of 15, uh, we were given um, understandings of the esoteric arts of astronomy, astrology, Uh, My world was filled with arcane understandings of symbolism, um, 
we would do these in-depth meditations that would take you into the land of the different elements. And I think you're concerned with understanding the elements. So we're going to speak about the elements of fire, water, earth, air, and ether, and how these elements reflect into your life. So I spent most of my upbringing uh, uh, learning about it within myself, within nature. I can see it in a, in a building. I can see it anywhere I go. I can understand the principles that is before me. And uh, there are some uh, principles such as water, which carries the emotions. And uh, for women, it's, it's a very strong element. And so for me, it, it, it grew until I, I, I had to spend months just focusing on just one element and doing meditations within myself, understand the water within myself, uh, until I had mastered it in a sense. So I, I understood the, um, the high principles of how it can move things aside, how it can push against something and clean it and, and prepare it, purify it. Um, and I learned how it can be gathered, how it can gather itself in, in a circular motion, how it moves through the electromagnetic field and it anchors the electromagnetic field in two different directions. So um, if something is just out of sync, you can bring um, moving water, the moving water, and all of a sudden you, you find that part of yourself then begins to modulate and you can piece, bring parts of yourself back together in harmony and blessings. So the other portion of my background is Native American. I spent years with um, an Arapaho medicine woman named Ruby Sky. She taught me the way of the medicine wheel and the medicine wheel is basically understanding the universe your universe. So you would create this wheel, which is the outer edges of the universe, and within contained are the elements of your universe. And so you have the, the place of the, the east and the south and the west and the north and the above and the below and the center. And so each one opens up the field for a different aspect of the elements. And so um, I carry within me the wisdom of both the East and the West, you know, kind of the Egyptian and Western uh, wisdom. And uh, so that's what I would say. I'm here to share that with you. And so I will end it there. We have the Temple of Light, which I opened in 1986 and have continued offering ceremonies, medicine wheel teachings. And you, of course, Chelsea has been one of my favorite favorite sisters that have come to me for the wisdom and I love passing it along. So thank you. I, I appreciate you so much. So Celestine, just a recap on what she's saying is she works with Egyptian goddesses and gods and um, closely with Thoth, who is grandfather of this, the Emerald tablet of the, the stages of transformation, which I'm describing and doing my very best to teach and embody for all of you to embody yourself. And she also is, is sisters to Isis. And so Isis entered my life in a moment in time when I met Celestine within her temple, uh, within her house and changed my whole world. And, and that moment in time, Isis came into the room and she entered my body and I went to the higher heavens. I've never experienced anything like that as a human. And I was gone for about four hours and Celestine held my hands while I began to channel and open up to realms I had never known existed. And I was never the same after that. When my life began to accelerate, when Isis enters your life, you begin to accelerate and you begin to go on an initiation. You become an adept basically in an ancient lineage. And so Isis that day gave me a square, a circle, and a triangle. Now that square, circle, and a triangle opened up my entire understanding of symbols and alchemy. And, and I thought that square, circle, and a triangle was for my book, Fertile. 
but I am only now realizing it was actually for my third book, Alchemy of Becoming, because that night that Isis entered my life, she also handed me or Celestine handed me a book called The Emerald Tablet by David Hawk. And she said, honey, you're going to need this. And she signed it and she gave it to me and I still have it. And there's missing pages. I don't have a cover or back cover. And I've taken that book everywhere with me to every single place I've ever been. That book has gone with me because I was embodying these initiation processes to teach it. And it was not an easy process. And so I would love you to begin Celestine. Um, I had no idea what uh, alchemy was at that moment, but let's talk about calcination and fire and how the two come into your, or the, the one really start your awakening process. And so these, the women that are listening and, and changing their life are actually doing it for many generations. And so they're going to change the generational patterns. And I'm using this technology, this spiritual technology to help them to awaken and change generational patterns so that they can begin to balance the elements within to conceive high caliber children um, that are trying to come down to the planet. That's my mission. And um, can you help them understand that first stage? And then we'll move into the other ones as you begin to channel what they need to hear. Excellent. Okay. So I'm just going to say the words um, of the operations, the seven levels of the alchemy. And again, this is based from Thoth, who brought us the emerald tablets. He was the keeper of the great wisdoms of Egypt coming in from Sirius. Our family, Thoth being the father, which would be the grand grandfather to you, Chelsea. So let's just speak the words of the operation. Calcination, dissolution, separation, conjunction, fermentation, distillation, and coagulation. So these particular operations are the natural forces that play against our lives. Should you Make it your life desire to understand these as Chelsea has and allow yourself to dive deep into each one of these levels. When the forces come into your life and they begin to move you, you will know exactly where you are. The first four operations are earthbound. So calcination, which is the fire, as you spoke about, Chelsea, and uh, that is the burning down of the life, the, the divorce, the house physically burns, which I say will never happen to anybody we know, never happened to me. But it's that um, breaking down to where you have no control over what is happening. The force comes in and one cannot stay. Uh, it happens when you leave the home and uh, you go into the world, perhaps you marry and go into the world. It's a form of calcination because it is the breaking down of one life and you moving into another. Uh, the dissolution, um, it is looking at the pieces of what am I going to keep? It is looking at the shadows. What, are, what do I need to let go of in order to go to the next part of myself. Um, so you have dissolution and you have separation. So after you have this, uh, this burning down, you pick up pieces and it's separated into its parts. You have conjunction. What am I gonna put together for my next life? Okay, so that's, that's kind of the earth bound. So we step forward in that conjunction in connecting to the universe. And eventually, like right now, we have ascension going on. And you begin to recognize uh, that there's something greater in the world or you surrender to it. You know, people have been telling you about the creator or the intelligence and you begin to uh, feel 
a, a lightness of spirit within yourself, a desire to do yoga, um, to, to meditate. So these energies are flowing through you and guiding you to a higher part of your life. And so that's a fermentation where you go into a state of discovery, self-discovery of inner, and the distillation is refining, and then the final is coagulation, where you obtain the higher consciousness. So we're going to just focus, as you requested, um, on the operation of calcination, the fire. And so when we look at each, each um, element, when we look at each element, we want to uh, acknowledge it as an intelligence. And this intelligence is one of extreme power. And this is the God force concentrated, the created force of the universe in concentration. And it is rooted, it finds itself rooted or connected to. And uh, the object uh, usually is something combustible, um, but it's rooted within yourself, in your chakras. And we have to look at uh, the different elements that fire can react with. So we have fire of water, fire of air, fire of earth, fire of fire and fire of ether. Each one has a principle that will carry through your life. So let's start with fire of earth. Fire of earth is really wonderful because it, when there is enough fire, it will melt the earth. It'll make it into a liquefied form. And if we look at our bodies, we're in the shape and form. We have this earth body made of the subtleness of minerals and um, metals. And so the fire that it was, is within us, the creative fire, uh, gives us shape and form. And in your world, that fire of earth uh, enables you to create, just like a, a, a ceramics bowl, you take and you you mold the clay, but you have to put it in the fire to solidify it, to make it stay. So it's an interesting uh, element. And a lot of uh, formulations of magical workings are formulated with the fire of earth, something to give it shape and form. Uh, when you're in a sense, using your imagination and your, you know, when you used your imagination for your house or for a car or for finances, um, you're looking at something and you're formulating it. You're making a form of it. And, but you're doing it in the imagination, which is using the fire, the lee, the small particles of lee, the light to, to mix with that fire and give it shape and form. So what you're basically teaching is that we, you know, you, first off, you can go through this awakening process and these elements can surprise you and they can almost madden you to, as you're going through this awakening thing. But also you can utilize these elements once you embody them, once you understand their power to then create and so for the women that are listening, they can do this for the, when they're creating the child, they can do this when they're trying to create for their life and for different, you know, as, as for different projects that they're, so if you could go into more of that. So if we have a, a group of women that are trying to become better mothers that are trying to change generational patterns and thing, and trying to improve the family and they're going through this, they're beginning to awaken, how can they utilize the elements and not be controlled by the elements, if that makes sense, not allow the elements to, sometimes the elements can take you over. And so, for example, if you're in fire, you may feel chaos. If you're in water, you may feel sadness and grief, you know, air out of balance is anxiety. So how can they say, okay, I'm, I'm getting, rather than, you know, being overwhelmed by the element you're in, you say, I'm in this element, this is happening. I surrender 
And I'm going to now utilize the element that is affecting me in my life and trans- use it to transform my reality rather than it having affect my reality. So if you could teach that, I think that they would benefit substantially. All right. So we're in fire, which is having to do with anger. And uh, again, it is the God force of the highest intelligence within yourself. And all of us have this. And sometimes there's a lot of fire, anger in the family or within yourself, uncontrollable. And so you're in the element of fire, fire. You know, so that is the test. How do we bring that into control? Well, we can utilize water of fire. We can bring the water element into our life. So we look at the, the elemental table and we're always accessing. So what, do you, what happens when you put water with fire? You get steam. So it kind of calms it down. But, it, you know, so going into the emotions and accepting that you are hurt, accepting that um, uh, you are angry, so the water element tells you the truth. And so uh, accessing that part of you uh, that is um, able to speak clearly your truth within your heart. And understand that the anger, the fire is always directed at the self. Even though somebody may be acting in a certain way, you are the one creating that. And so if you could see within yourself that what am I creating in my outer world? Because everything comes from within. And so the water element within yourself will always tell you the truth. And to be able to go into the heart and ask for the energy of the waters to come forth and share with you what is really going on. The other thing you can do is once, once you recognize what you are upset about, what is making you angry, then you can use that power of the fire to transmute and transform, let go. Uh, You're saying, okay, I've either created this because I have a personal attachment to it. Remember, fire has to have a root. Um, Or I have a mission. Um, I'm here to, uh, to stop whatever's going on. I'm here to um, shift or transform this. Uh, But I have to, somehow you've had to experience it in your life in order to master it. And you're ready to let it go. And so you can use fire to burn up the agreement. You can say, I hereby release myself from this agreement, this either personal And you look at personal and you have to be able to accept, did I do that to others and so I'm having a retribution? Or is it something that you personally needed to experience in order to grow in your life? Uh, Missions can come in to where you're stopping the um, destruction or the negative action in the family. And so you come in and you experience the anger. So you can also be learning about the fire of your own anger, the God force, so that you could learn to control it, so that you can learn to become an illuminated being. So there's many reasons why, but understanding the root, which is the personal or mission or both, perhaps it is both. One can keep these missions or agreements. One can uh, modify them or totally let them go. If you choose to let them go, you can use the fire to burn them up. Just breathing that fire. So we're using air and letting it out, letting it out of the body and just really letting the, the energy of what it is. I hereby release myself. And you've had this experience before, Chelsea. And so in releasing, then we want to again, Um, bring in the goodness and the liquid light 
uh, uh, water mixed with ether makes gold. So this is a level of of, um, alchemy. The mixtures of the element, if you mix the imaginations, the energies of the inner world of heaven, the higher frequencies, and you bring it into your being. You can draw it in and draw it down in through the crown, in through the chakras. You can get bathed the body completely, filling in those places that you just released. So this shifts the body now. So you have the ether, you have the ether, and you can mix that with the air and the water and let it coming in. You know, and you can feel the body and then take a moment to let it move through uh, the heart and down into the power center and down into the creative center of the womb and through the first chakra down the legs. And through each one, you can really see the shift that you've made since you released the agreement or contract. I'm going to take the time to to understand in the mind, in the mental, it is clear. I forgive myself, breaks the bond in the mind and it stops the wheels or the tape recorder, you know, down in the throat, opening so I could speak clearly my truth. I have mastered something. I honor myself. This is the honoring, the caring into the heart. And as you bring this golden light, you know, this golden light down through the body, it will help balance and modulate uh, the system. And once you bring it into the heart, you can undo the bonds. This is where you you, you reset the DNA, you reset your transmitter, your projector of your inner field outward. You reset the heart and down into the power chakra. You want to gather your power that you left wherever you left it in the universe and then down into the creative center and the womb and this is a great place again to clear you know this is a place of where the fire is rooted and this is a place where when you bring the golden light in you feel the energies now come into harmony and balance breathing down into this beautiful root place because there is the creativity. The fire is the lee that forms the intelligence within that you are creating. If you are creating uh, a child, you are using the earth, fire of earth, and you're creating the form through the imaginations, but it is the intelligence um, the, the etherical intelligence of fire that brings that consciousness into the body of the form, the baby. So when you're uh, connecting into the ethers, you're connecting into all the different intelligences. Uh, and it's what, what type of intelligence uh, are you looking to bring? What type of child would you be looking to bring into your world? And there are, oh, go ahead. Uh, there are fiery children. There are watery, emotional children, right? There are very earthy, grounded, practical children. And there are airy, fairy, little fairy girls and boys. And also you have etheric, which is more spiritually, spiritually awakened. So we'll just stop there. May I, um, I'm just going to repeat back for everybody what, what Celestine just taught and then follow up with a question about that. So what she's teaching is that rather than experiencing, I'm, you can experience it both as I'm experiencing anger or I'm experiencing fire. And then the, then you recognize that somewhere within you, if there's an, if there's an outburst around you or there's an emotion, you can go back into the element and say, okay, so somewhere within me, my elements are imbalanced. And so I'm learning from that element. And as you're going through each element, you'll you'll learn aspects that need to be let go of to get to these higher realms. And basically, you've always taught me this is called the human story. And yeah. so you have to connect these uh, mind streams, which are connected to these elements, back to your human story and begin to let that go. 
And then you don't even have to, to name it as this is anger, this is fear, this is control, this is safety. These are these words. You could just actually go as simple as I'm experiencing water right now. I'm experiencing, so if I'm experiencing grief, I'm experiencing water. So you can go deeply into the element within you and allow that to heal you. And as you get to know each of these elements through this work, you can allow it to work with you. So you're not working against it. So she also spoke about personal contracts and and larger uh, global contracts. So when we come into our human body, we're sometimes doing things, we're playing out these emotional experiences or having experiences with other human beings that are planned events that we either personally decided to do, to experience, or we did it for a larger mission to serve humanity in some form. So when you're experiencing something big in your life, as you're going through these phases of, of alchemy, you have to ask yourself, did I come in as an incarnation to choose this you know, personally to learn? Or did I come in to clear it for my whole family and many generations to come and for a global mission? And depending on where you're at, it doesn't matter either one. There's no better way to do it. But you, then you have to go in your psychological, in the thought form, basically in the higher temples or just inside and see the contract burning. See, see, you have to let go of what this, you know, this experience is. You don't have to keep experiencing it. And a lot of times you may want to, so you won't want to burn the contract and that's fine, but just know at some point you have to energetically and psychologically unprogram that you're, you're done learning anger. You don't need to learn it anymore. And then you can move on to a new element, maybe learn grief until there's not much else to learn. And when there's not much else to learn, you basically move into the coagulation stage because then you're going to go to the higher realms. And occasionally when you're in the higher realms, you'll come back to earth and you'll learn a couple things, but the story's not so big. The story's maybe 10 minutes. I experienced control today or I experienced anger today. I saw a pattern weave out and then the you just begin to heal threads of yourself rather than huge, dense parts of yourself. Is this true? Celestine, it's a good way to explain it, right? You do the big, dense work as you're going through the first four phases of alchemy. And then as you're in the higher phases of alchemy, you're basically going back and forth between the high, the high, the high planes to the lower planes and taking out threads. And then you'll get so high that you'll become mission-based, and so that the nothing, none of the human story then holds you back from doing what you came here to serve and serving the one, serving the universe becomes your biggest mission. And if you're listening, you may do that by having a child, or you may be able to become such a container that a child can come through you that can then serve the universe without all of these threads of, um, these past karmic threads, these personal or global issues. So you become the Holy Grail. And so when she, at the very end of her um, explanation, she talks about the DNA, which is the biggest part of my work. And it's also the ancient work of Egypt and um, my lovely goddess Isis. And so what this is all really about is the DNA is highly connected to the elements and so she's now going to go into talking about, she just left off of, of talking about how you can decide what type of child you want to bring down, right? Once you become a high alchemist, then we can get really good and creative with the creating of humanity. So can you describe to everyone who's listening how, you know, if they want to bring down a, a watery child, you know, a child of water, a child of air, how they can begin to design that? Beautifully done. Beautifully said. So let's take a breath into this because um, we're, we're moving into what they call high alchemy. And uh, a person stepping into this, a beautiful uh, couple, because you're going to do this together. Some women feel they can just bring an egg into their body. And uh, those workings... Uh, I call that uh, the working of the high siddhas. Uh, siddha is the highest potential of the female. Um, you can actually create a body, a being, without having male interaction. And so um, we want to keep it into a place where the person who is stepping forward to bring down a beautiful child 
has done the work within themselves because you understand when you bring a child into your womb, when the egg is formed and it is forming, it is formed of your flesh. And so you are weaving into this flesh, this beautiful being, uh, your karmic lineage, both on male and female side. And I'm saying male and female because we're starting at the, the basic uh, human potential. We're not up in the highest high. And so it, it is of, of goodness to have done the work of polishing the mirror, picking up the pieces from out of the calcination of the fire that has broken down your personality and your ego and looking at and letting go of all the contracts and agreements that no longer serve, clearing the way for the womb to be a creative, a pure creative force, a pure vessel for this life to be formed within. And so now once you feel that you've brought yourself to a place where you can hold and contain a beautiful being. Let's look at the different elemental possibilities. And we're not shopping at Walmart and we're not shopping at Target. We are opening the field to the highest creation in, in, in um, the cosmos, the intelligence of the great mother and the great father. And so from the heart connecting always to the great one and allowing that connection to be anchored. And we're not talking about prayers to the Catholic church or to the religion, or we're talking about you as a female who is about to carry a gracious illuminated being to recognize the heart is connected to the intelligence of the creator. The mind has the amrita. The amrita is the fleur de lis, the white and the red. It is the drop of liquid that each woman has each month that drops down into the womb. That is the absolute power to create a living being. And as it drops into the womb, if it is the red fleur-de-lis, the energy releases with the egg every month. It, if, if it is the white fleur-de-lis, it will remain. The egg will remain and the intelligence then is activated within each cell of the egg as it begins to multiply. Now, what we were speaking about of the elements, let us look at a fiery child. They call them fire angels. And um, they are a treasure. They have the ability to expand in a brilliant way. They're, and the fiery nature of themselves is to have movement fire moves very quickly. And so their energies and their mind and their feelings and everything is expanded or amplified. And so what type of child would that be for you in your beingness? Quick at learning, quick at understanding. These are children that understand 10 languages or uh, someone who becomes an engineer, their minds are filled with knowledge and wisdom as they they can read the imprint of the of the embodiment of creation and they can access, you know, Nikola Tesla was a man of fire and his work expressed that in thunder, but it was his ability, his fiery nature to continue to hold on to. Um, information and bring it in. Um, some are athletic because they want to move. Uh, so we have leave this for you to study. The watery child. The watery child 
is um, a child who is connected deeply to the feeling and sensitivity. These are very sensitive children. Often they are prophetic. They, they have dreams and, and, and they see truths. Um, they understand the truth. Uh, they hear both of your voices. Uh, one, come here, honey, I love you. And the other voice, you better get here. So they can hear both voices and they can tell if a person is telling the truth. Very sensitive, usually in the heart. And um, they, they are deep lovers. They, they are the romantics. They are the sensuous. Uh, uh, this is connected to the sensuality, touching, feeling, tasting, and all the senses there. Uh, so this is a watery child. They are deeply insightful, often philosophical. Um, so we leave that with you. Uh, they love to dance and move. These are uh, creative beings who love the movement. So we have also the child of air. And the, air, the child of air uh, is a child of the breath. <sighs> and the child of the breath is very, uh, you would almost say airy and fairy, you know. They, they believe they, they're, they never really came all the way in from the other side. So they have access to the other world very easily. Um, they don't necessarily live totally here in this, in this dimensional field where you are as the mother. Uh, they're daydreamers and imaginers and uh, they can see in other ways. Some have the ability to see above the projects. They're great project managers. They can see and move things around and they know who's doing this in this department and that department. Um, they are great teachers and wisdom keepers. So you have a child that can be of this nature. Um, the air is, is always testing and they want to know why they have a question about the universe. Why is this like that? They want to understand. And yet others are just um, not totally here. Uh, some of them work in the realms of medicine and, and sacrament. And you call it as deep as the sea and high as the sky. It's the unfathomable. So it's almost the wild card. If you have an air child, you just have to be present with it in every moment because it changes like the wind. So, uh, and then the last we'll say is the, um, not the last, we'll do ether as well, but a child that is of the earth, very grounded, very sense, sense, uh, sensible, practical, um, builders, uh, they want to understand, they build civilizations, they uh, organizers, they want things neat. They, sometimes uh, you will find them to love color. They pay attention to color because color to them, uh, to an earth being, if you look at the earth and all the different colors, and uh, they may be, uh, each color to them has a significance. So if you put on a red dress, it's going to have a significant that you have no idea that they're tuning into. But there is significance in different colors, tones. Um, what is happening? They are very sensitive to people's moods, the outer realms, the form, the place. Sometimes they can be debilitated and they cannot move. They're um, messy rooms and uh, they're piling things up and they love to sleep in corners with things all piled around them. Um, others are building and organizing. So there's a, there's a gambit of uh, uh, recognition there between that which is very formalized and that which is very kind of cluttery. And, uh, but it's always substantial in that way. And so you have the ethers and the ether is kind of our children that are coming in that are spiritually awakened and they have the ability and the powers of creation. So if you have a child that is, um, has a high level of uh, ability to um, say words before you say them or to manifest, um, they say, well, I would like to have this or I need this. 
And all of a sudden it manifests, you know, where did that money come from? Oh, we're going to go get this. Uh, they have a power, they have a knowing about themselves. So as the parents, as the mother, uh, you can have children that are of a watery, fiery nature. Uh, you can have it as a uh, air and water nature. So be aware that, uh, uh, so part of your polishing the mirror in preparation for um, uh, having your conception be conscious, it is really looking at yourself and your family lineage and your agreements and your contracts and giving them the opportunity because when they come in, when a child comes in, they've already marked their their agreements and contracts. They know exactly why they're coming in, although they may, through their own life living, uh, fall asleep. But eventually, um, there's something that will awaken them to their purpose and function. So you want to look for their purpose and function. And so that's what I would say about that. Wow. May I ask a question? Yes. So now what happens, so just to 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 kind of go over what you just said, which I can't really, but I can say, what if it's not a baby they're going to conceive? What if it's a project? So now let's say, so now a lot of, a lot of women I'm working with, and I know a lot of women that will follow the mystical motherhood process is that they are, I want them to be creative rather than destructive and to use these elements in a way. So let's say they're at home and they're, and they're mothers. And so they're, still clearing generational patterns. They're still letting go of contracts and that work will still, even if their child has been born. So now they, if you're in a different place and you have a child already, you can now identify that child and bring that child up within the element or add more elements into their life to make that child more balanced. Now within your own life, I find a lot of moms, if, if they're not fully awakened into their own power, they become angry upset that their creative force isn't coming through because of the dynamics within their family. That becomes, that's a very common thing I'm seeing with women is as we're rising and we're wanting independence and we're wanting interdependence, women are becoming angry with the situation they're in within their household. So they feel like they're maybe, you know, not making enough money or they're feeling an imbalance between the male and female. So how can they use these elements in order to basically conceive a project. So when I conceived my books and I did conceive them, if I'm not creating a baby, I'm creating for me a book. Yeah. And I actually, I actually right before, and I'm, it's happening to me in this very moment, which is why I'm able to sort of channel it is I feel like I'm pregnant and I actually, my period comes late and I'll feel like my breasts are getting sore and I'll feel heavy within my, my cycle. And I know something's about to come through and it's mm -hmm. happening actually right in this moment. And so the last time it happened was when I conceived my, um, my, my, my book, uh, Alchemy of Becoming. It happened before when I conceived Fertile. And so in this conception process, can you go into that a little bit so women can understand? So these elements, you know, can create. So how can they utilize these elements to create within their own life, understanding that it's an internal and both external experience? Excellent. And I'm very excited. I, I watched you manifest your, you know, birth your creative projects. And so I just want to... Yeah, I think I'm an ether baby. <laughs> just when you said that, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I think I'm an ether baby that was born into a family, didn't know how to handle an ether baby. That's right. Because you knew things that they didn't know how you knew things. Very, you know, prophetic. And so, uh, but I, w I appreciate you taking the time to uh, recognize the different elements. So let us say that I, I'm ready to do uh, a project. And um, I, I appreciate what you're saying. You feel heavy. It's connected to your moon cycle. And uh, absolutely, yes, these things are connected to the inner workings of creation. Uh, so the, the uh, air part of the self is holding wisdom and this is the, you know, the, the, uh, the daydreamer. Uh, all of a sudden, you, you see a project, a book 
as you say, let's just take a book as a project. And you must uh, understand, number one, that the universe is the architect of all that is formulated and created in any dimension and in the dimension that you are within. There is an embodiment of the creation that is pliable. There is an intelligence that understands how to create all things. So the knowing is in the embodiment. The wisdom is in, is in the air. It's in the embodiment. So understand that you're not just imagining, using your air element to imagine something, air, fire, and earth, because you're going to form it into a shape and form, the form of the book, the writing. Usually you just see the book. You don't even see the writing within because it's like a inner knowing that there's writing within, but you can open the book and see the pages and see the writing if you desire. But most just say, I want to write a book. And so the imagination is there's a book and I'm writing this book. And, and, uh, it, but what you're doing is what I would share with you is to see the book as complete Mm, like you have to go into the present moment, which is actually connected to the higher realms of alchemy. So as you just so at what she's saying is as you're moving through these higher realms of alchemy, there comes a moment where you you become present because you're on your mission. And within your mission, there's only presence. There is no past. There's no future. And so so when you're creating these kind of projects, just like you can conceive a child just like you can conceive a high caliber soul that will change this planet, you also have the potential as a woman to conceive a project that will change this planet, that will become global, like the books I'm writing and like the work you're doing for Ascension. And so in, it's only within that present moment that it can have no trauma from the past, the contracts and the... Um, the mission, like what we were talking about earlier, those have to be let go. And these future projections of based off the past right? These all have to be let go within the present moment, though they don't exist. That's right. You have to take it up past uh, the separation and um, the uh, conjunction. And that conjunction is the marriage between your imagination and the creator. You're using your air and your fire, the little lead, the little. So let me just take it back to uh, I'll give you a basic esoteric knowledge. Um, you have the holy sacred flame. And as the flame, little lead, the small effervescence that comes off of the flame creates the air. And the air coagulates, it comes in a circular motion. And it comes together, banah, the feminine, gathering, and it becomes water. And from the flame drops the earth. So we're taking ether, which is the embodiment of all creation, and we're placing the lead. And we're formulating that this book is complete. I have a book. I'm imagining a book. And I'm, I'm connecting to, uh, later there's another level of a class, we would say, timeline. I'm connecting to that timeline because there's an unfoldment, uh, unfoldment of me writing the book and then completing the book. You see, that's a timeline. But we're seeing it at the end of the timeline that it's finished in the present moment. And so uh, I've used my fire to to bring the elements together and my earth to form it into the shape of the book I, I see and it's done and it, and then I'm imbuing it with emotional love. You know, I'm imbuing it with, with that determination that it's going to be for the world, that it will be, um, make people will receive from it a reflection because water reflects, water is the memory I'm putting it in the memory inside the active principle of what that human will receive when they open the book 
is the information, right? And that is the truth, which is in the watery nature, right? But we're going to ask for the heavenly, the ethers. We're going to say, okay, um, I need this book to be about uh, uh, conceiving conscious conception. So using the elements, you're going to imagine, but you're going to recognize that the universe loves you so much, it gives you everything you need, not what you want necessarily, because you're just looking at it and you don't necessarily need that polka dot dress, but you do need water. So whatever you need and, and more, they give you everything you need and more. So when you put the, the, the image out there to the universe and you see it already done, that's the first meditation. And then you let go and you begin to then find yourself um, okay, so you talked about the heaviness. The heaviness is um, the connection of your project. You have put in motion the planetary movement around you. Understand that the planets are connected to the elements. So Saturn is that power that brings something together that holds it together you see jupiter expansion so that heaviness is your project uh, affecting your body uh, from a planetary standpoint of view mars that fiery element right so understand that the energies of the planets bounce against the moon and the moon is connected to the womb your creative center and so depending on your project your moon will be affected in such a way oh you brought it back to yeah. that that's the womb is the watery nature of the self when you're creating a project, that there's a higher prayer to it. So if a woman doesn't know what her project is or what kind of baby she wants to create, she can create what my understanding is a higher prayer of what she wants to experience. And through that higher prayer, she may listen, like the, the element air may speak to her and she may hear what that project is or what type of baby that'll be and be guided to the places that will get her to create that project. And so what you have to let go of, and this is the conceiving process, you know, you conceive something and there's a gestational period for it to be birthed. And even with waiting to become pregnant, there's a gestational period you're going through to become pregnant. And so we have to honor the time in between. And that's actually like, I'm just, I'm actually just, Discovering this now, one of the biggest concepts around conception, around bringing down these higher projects is desire. And so that desire has to, there has to be a prayer behind it. So my prayer is always bring me to my highest destiny, help me to awaken humanity. That's my prayer. And so that's my holy grail prayer. It's a thesis. It's my major thing I've studying on this earth. And so from my prayer comes my projects. And so well, whoever's listening to this, it's as you're going through the awakening process, find your prayer and hold that prayer as the highest part of your destiny and, and your ability as a woman. And that let that prayer create, pour out like the Holy Grail and come down in different forms of what you're here to create. And don't be frustrated if you're you know, dealing with infertility. Allow that prayer to show you what else you can create with that kind of anger or fire element you're going through or air element if you're feeling anxiety while you're waiting to become pregnant. So all of these elements are applicable to each, wherever you are in the process of motherhood and can be put, you know, towards understanding your internal environment, your external environment, what you came here to release, how you're going through the awakening process, what you came here to create. This is why, going back to the beginning, understanding basic alchemy should be a 101 class for humans because then you don't feel like the world is attacking you. You feel like you can surrender to it. I'm going through fire, fire within me. Allow the fire, I honor the fire within me. I honor the fire that's happening through the planetary alignment outside of me. And I'm. And then I'm no longer upset by anything because I can't, 
I can't change the external environment. I can only manage the element within. I'm sorry to say that the end of this recording did not work, but Celestine Starr completed this by explaining the need from the heart. So if you are needing to create something, you have to explain to the universe, I need this. And you use the alchemical principles we've discussed within uh, this past hour to create what you need in your life. If you want to reach out to Celestine Star, you can go to her website to book a session at www.goldenlifewisdom.com. And she will help you with so much breaking contracts, with working with your family, with accelerating on your process of ascending and also becoming more aware of who you are and increasing your consciousness. I hope you enjoyed this and learned a lot about alchemy, the elements, conception of children and of projects. Thank you for listening.